There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Badass Women's Hour XL with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell, and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. One, two, three, four. Welcome to the Badass Women's Hour Extra Bits, a little gift to you podcast subscribers. This is the best bits from our radio show on Talk Radio. This week it features me, Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell, and Emma Sexton. And we meet two women who have changed the face of fitness in very different ways. Bangs Kara Campbell is a former couch potato turned fitness guru. And she explains why her new book is going to help you get off the couch and go work out. And of course, we meet the most successful advertising campaign ever. Kate Day, who's the woman behind it, is in the studio to tell us all about This Girl Can. How are your New Year's resolutions going? Well, are you still running? Are you? Are you? Uh, our next guest is here to give you a little kick up the bottom in case you need it. Her new book, The Pocket Cheerleader, Your Badass Guide to Getting Moving, uh, is out now. Welcome to the show, Bangs Carrie Campbell. Hello. Hello. Uh, tell us why you wrote, and it is a fantastic pocket-sized guide you. to getting moving. <laughs> does literally fit in your pocket. Um, why did I write it? Because I think there's a lot of uh, things around fitness that tell you kind of how to get a six pack and how to get your bum looking like this and your body looking a certain way. Um, but doesn't actually tell you kind of how to get started in terms of getting moving. Um, and I also don't really subscribe to the theory that fitness, the purpose of fitness should be about aesthetics and to look a certain way. I think that in itself is a real barrier for a lot of people getting in. Um, I'm a big believer in fitness and movement should not be a punishment it shouldn't be a chore it should just be this really joyful part of your everyday life that you can fit in there really quite easily mm. and so I kind of wanted to create something that just kind of helped people discover and fall in love with movement and what I love is that you said you know we're sort of obsessed with kind of looking a certain way mm. and Instagram is filled with people telling us how to get a six-pack or how to do a box jump or whatever it is and yet tip 19 is do it for the gram which I think is really clever. Tell us about this. <laughs> well, I think it gives you a boost, doesn't it, to, to be able to put something out there and say, hey, I'm doing this, and to have some cheerleaders in your corner saying, oh, yeah, that's really good, I'm really proud of you doing that. Um, I also do have later in the book saying, 
you know, get away from your phone <laughs> and all of that. You know, like so there's a, there's a double-edged sword with that. Um, and I don't subscribe to the theory that you know if it's not on the gram, it didn't happen type thing. I'm not of that theory, but I think sometimes it can give you a boost to be like, hey, I'm really proud of myself that I did this workout, and I really want you to know that I did it. You know, like I don't think there's anything wrong with feeling proud of yourself and putting it out there and letting people know. But what was your journey into movement and fitness? Oh well, I was a complete couch potato for many many years, card carrying member of the couch potato club very proudly um and just found that I, I reached a point where I literally had not been moving for years um and I got to about I was about 28 29 and I was getting winded going up a flight of stairs which I think at that age is is not a great place to be so I thought I should probably move a little and I was a dancer when I was younger and I kind of thought to myself you know I always felt good when I was dancing um so I decided, okay, I'm going to really throw myself in at the deep end. And people had told me that boxing was really good for cardio. So I kind of bit the bullet and went to this really down and dirty boxing gym in Leeds <laughs> and went to my first boxing session. And this was like, it's massively intimidating. You know, it's a very, very male environment. Um, and you're obviously just petrified, like, what if I mess up? And everybody's going to laugh at me. But the great thing about boxing and why I think it's a great way to start is that if you're not paying attention to what you're doing, you're going to get punched in the face. <laughs> so no one's going to watch you. It's a really great way to kind of go and be a little bit incognito and undercover and kind of figure things out. Um, so it, long story short, I did that boxing session and didn't even know my own name at the end of it. I was just completely obliterated, but I felt incredible. Mm. And I just got kind of addicted to that feeling of like, I just, whatever that was, I want to feel that again. And that became like a religion to me, going to that boxing class, which then led me to start running, and which I was terrible at, but I kind of documented my whole journey, coming back to Instagram and things. This is kind of a little bit pre-Instagram, but documented my journey into running through blogging and mm -hmm. things like that. Um, and so it was a very gradual kind of getting into it. But I think initially, if, you, if you're anything like me and you were getting into fitness from starting point ground zero, mm -hmm. um, it's about patience and it's about really kind of experimentation and finding what you like and being gentle with yourself getting in there. I think it's really important to remember that you don't have to be like Mr. Miyagi expert level at everything as soon as you start doing it. Really? You know? Really? really? <laughs> honestly, yeah. honestly. Daniel San, trust me, trust me. <laughs> so, I was just going to say, so I, I do agree uh, and I was running for fun, um, but I kept on looking at my placing and if a thousand people were running, I'd be 998. And so yeah. I actually got myself a run coach because I was like, I need, I, need, I need to be like 501 at least. <laughs> yeah. okay. So I, I'm with you on, you don't need to be like the best, but yeah. there does come a point where you're just like, you know, I don't want to be at the back at least. Sure. And that's good to have those kind of goals for yourself, right? Mm. So it's, it's something that keeps you in the game and keeps pushing you and mm. makes you want to continue doing it. I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to see yourself improve in something. Mm. But I think I've kind of reached the point where I'm like, all right, I'm not training for Tokyo 2020 over here. You know what I mean? I'm just kind of, I just want to be able to run for the bus and not feel like I need a triple bypass. You know, that would be nice. Like that, that's my kind of level of where I'm trying to be. But I think it's really great. Like, you know, especially, and running is great for that too, right? Because you do, you see these incremental improvements, like, especially when you first start, you see them so regularly, you know, like every time you go out for a run, you're achieving something new. You're going a little further, or a little faster. And that's really exciting. It's quite a boost. And I think, that's with running especially it is it's nice to give yourself those kind of goals of, of things to to work towards and ways to improve but now you are quite a hardcore fitness person you lead spin classes now don't you how many yeah. spin classes a week do you do seven 
Wow. Yeah. So you do a class every day? I do um, two on Sundays. Yeah. But, yeah. So having been, you know, couch potato, potato in your, uh, when you were in your 20s, yeah. now you must be super fit if you're doing that seven classes a week. Do you feel super fit? No, I'm doing all right, Emma. I'm not bad. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm maintaining. I'm maintaining. Super fit on your Instagram, <laughs> no, no, I mean, but here's the thing. It's all kind of relative, right? So your body kind of uh, changes and adapts to certain things. So I'm, I can nail it on a spin bike. I'm great at that. But if you were to throw me into, you know, a, a hit class, for example, that like, uh, I, listen, burpees are my nemesis. Mm. I just, <laughs> I don't know who invented them, but I'd like yeah. to have a word. Yeah, you know? me too. They're wholly unnecessary. <laughs> they're not unnecessary. They're a great exercise, but they're awful. Um, so those kind of things I'll really struggle with, you know? So it's all kind of relative and it, it's, my big thing that I kind of preach in the book is, look, find something that you like yeah. to do and do that because then you're guaranteed to do it more, you know? Because that was going to be my next question. Like you say, you know, in your history, you've tried done boxer size and you've done running, but the spin stuff you've been doing for a long time now. Mm. So is, do you feel like you found your thing that mm. just really... A hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah, okay. yeah, percent. I think... Um, there's so many things that connect kind of your mental well-being and, and, and physical well-being, right? And that and why exercise is good for your mental health. And I kind of came to spin at a time where I was going through a bit of a difficult time in my life. And I think it just kind of helped me get through that. Um, and I, the, my spin studio that, that I teach at, it's not mine, I should say, where I teach... Um, it's, uh, you know, it's a dark room. We just have a candle in there. It's kind of a club-level sound system. And it's all about just being able to kind of lose yourself in that energy and that vibe. And what I found I really do enjoy as an instructor is seeing other people go on that journey now especially this time of year january you get a lot of new people coming in who are who have those same exact anxieties that i had when i first started and and i needed someone like me to support me you know through those beginning stages of fitness and so i really enjoy being able to be that person for for people who are coming in because you know once i kind of went from couch potato to like oh hey i found this thing that makes me feel really good i kind of became a bit of an evangelical preacher about it and was like, I just want everyone to feel like this all the time. And, um, and so I really love um, the opportunity to kind of usher, you know, kind of newer people into to falling in love with, with movement in a different way. And so what are the hints and tips in the book that will help someone who, you know, the end of January is next week, so mm. we all know everyone's not going back to the gym on Saturday, which I think Saturday is the first. Mm. So how, you know, what can people do to go from, I did it all in January, I wasn't drinking, I wasn't doing anything, and still be that, person feeling that way yet in March it's about maintaining and being realistic about about your goals so especially if you're just getting into it and you've signed up to the gym in January and you were like right I'm gonna go four times a week and I'm gonna do this and take this class and that class uh, respectfully no you're not (laughs) you're not you know um and so it's about being gentle with yourself and easing your way into it so I think you've got to adjust your goals sometimes when it feels like they're not really going the way you want them to. So I I use an example in the book of like, okay, maybe I can't absolutely beast a big workout today, but I could walk my dog for an hour Mm. and I'm still getting outside and I'm still moving. Mm. And that does still count as movement. And I think it's a large part of the book is basically about reframing the way that you think about exercise as well, because, you know, those type of hardcore workouts aren't for everybody. Mm. And it's about finding what you like to do. If, you know, jamming out in your bedroom to Beyonce for half an hour (laughs) works up a bit of a sweat, 
you just had a workout, my friend. <laughs> Sneakily disguised as fun, <laughs> you know. So I think it's just it's about reframing the way that you, that you look at things and and not thinking that you have to subscribe to a certain way of doing things all the time. It, mm. it doesn't have to be so regimented. It's just about finding new fun ways to move your body. And I think there's also something in there which I love, which you were kind of pointing towards, which is about listening to what your body wants on any given day. Absolutely, yeah. Because some days we do really want to go out and go for a run or hit a spin class and have that adrenaline high. Yeah. And other days you just want to take a walk. Yeah. And those are all fine. Completely. And I think it's also really important to not beat yourself up when you're having a day where you're just not up to it. Yeah. That's okay. Tomorrow's going to come round, you know, and, and you can start again then. So that's okay. I think it's just important to not think, well, it's all gone to crap now. I can't yeah. do anything, you know. Um, so you've got to, ju- it's just about starting over um, and taking it day by day and, and, and a minute at a time, you know. Um, yeah. What do you think of the news that um, came out today? 63% of women who see slim toned bodies on social media sites say this has a negative impact on them, and nearly a quarter who follow fitness influencers said the fitness influencers made them feel bad about themselves. Oh, I know. I think that's really sad. sad. Yeah, that's really sad. But, you know, we're bombarded with these images all the time, aren't we? And kind of told that we should look a certain way and do certain types of workouts. And I think, you know, that's what I talk about in the book is kind of reclaiming your power. Mm. And what does that mean and look like for you? And going on that journey of self-discovery and finding that out for you and and claiming it for yourself. I I can completely understand why a lot of women feel like that, you know, Um, a lot of these ideals that we're told to live up to are completely unrealistic and especially and for women as well not to go on a massive uh, feminist rant right now <laughs> against the patriarchy but you know these these body ideals that we're kind of constantly told to look up to and live up to are not things that we created mm-hmm. right so why do we feel so obliged to to live up to them all the time um and I think my my goal, especially as I'm getting older, um, is it's become less about aesthetics for me and more just about how does my body feel and also just feeling grateful that my body does anything at all. You know, if I'm able to kind of bust out a sprint for the bus, like, that's awesome. That's amazing that my body will let me do that, you know? And I think... Um, it's time for us to really kind of shift the way that we're thinking about our bodies that way. You know, it shouldn't be about how it looks. It should be about how you feel and just being um, fit for life, you know, to kind of make it through your everyday life. I don't think we also appreciate just the build-up, right? Because you can can see these sort of inspirational people. But, I mean, how long would you say it's taking you to get to the fitness level where you can do seven spin classes a week? Oh, a long time. Yeah, a long time. And I think that's the challenge when you haven't done the exercise and you feel unfit and you see lots of other people who look really fit Mm. and it's you know you're sort of comparing yourself to that but no one's telling you the backstory of how long it took how you know they just did little bits of exercise every day to kind of get to that point completely and I think it's also important to remember that a lot of fitness influencers are personal trainers they literally do it all day every day you know like you can't compare your life if you're working a nine to five and you've got three kids and Mm -hmm. this and that and the other to do you know that phrase that people love to bust out like we've all got the same amount of hours in a day as Beyonce. Beyonce's got a personal trainer, a chef, and this and that, you know, like, yeah. so me and Beyonce have quite different lives. So, you know, I'm not, not going to be able to look like Beyonce. 24 hours. No. 
um, structured quite differently. Um, so I think, yeah, it's just about being realistic about, you know, your life and what you can fit realistically fit into your life, which again is what I'm talking about. Like, you know, the majority of people listening to this, I bet you probably sit at your desk and eat your lunch mm-hmm. when yeah. you're at work, you know? Yeah. That's a prime opportunity. Mm-hmm. Get off your bum, yeah. go for a walk, go get some, you know, that's you can build movement into your day there. Don't stand on the escalators, walk up them. Don't, you know, take the stairs, not the lift. All of these little opportunities that there are within our day, that, but we love to say, I don't have time. The workout, the gym, whatever your workout is, is the first thing you'll cancel if a day gets busy. Mm-hmm. But there's all these opportunities you have throughout the day to kind of build movement into the day in a really natural Such way. Such a good point. Thanks. Such Thank you point. so much for coming in and chatting to us. We're inspired. <laughs> Thank you so uh, much. The Pocket Cheerleader, your badass guide to getting moving, is out now by Bang's Kerry Campbell. Uh, go pick it up if you need a little bit of inspiration to take you into February. Badass Women's Hour is Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton. Three women, one podcast and a whole load of badass. As long as Mercury isn't in retrograde. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. Now, a few years ago, an advert launched that changed the face of, well, the people in the gym. Suddenly, it wasn't just men, there were women there too. The This Girl Can campaign uh, got women off the sofa and out exercising with its incredible, realistic, inspiring um, and honest advertising Mm. campaign. And its latest advert is even better. Uh, We've got a little clip for it, which we're going to play now. What I love about all these adverts is you can hear and feel the effort Mm. in them, um, but also the joy. Joining us now, Kate Dale, campaign leader for This Girl Can. Hello, Kate. Welcome back to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me back. (laughs) We love having you here. Um, I was listening to that advert there and just hearing the kind of this... The sweat and perspiration that goes into being a woman exercising, but also the sound of a baby crying because you need to hand one over to someone Mm. or uh, the sound of a whistle because it's a team sport. Mm -hmm. All of this stuff. Tell us about the new advert and what went into making it. Um, Well, This Girl Can is five years old this year, which I can't quite believe. It seems Mm. to have gone in a flash. Um, And we've always shown 
with this girl can the sort of unfiltered reality of women getting exercise in what what we look like the sweat the red faces and we always make our cast work really hard so all that sweat and perspiration is real it's not as glamorous as I think they think it's going to be I always feel really sorry for them this time we wanted to show all that as well but also the sort of unfiltered reality of women's lives so the breastfeeding the uh, we have a menopausal woman who talks about uh, how getting active has really helped her with that and also periods feature quite heavily in this one well, I as mean, well. This is like the bit that everybody was talking about on Twitter is there's a little scene very fast in the advert where you see a woman pulling on her kind of tracky bums and you see the string from her tampon. Twitter mm. went mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, periods are normal for half the population on this planet, yet we still don't talk about them. Mm. And we still, I think a lot of us have quite a lot of shame about it. It's probably only the last year or two that I've stopped doing that sort of shove it up the sleeve walk of shame to the loo yeah. when you in the office and you come on. And we know statistically that a lot of women feel that they can't or don't want to exercise when their periods. We don't tell women what to do, but it can actually help with mm. mood swings, with obviously stretching with the cramps. It can really help. But also I think it goes further than that. It's sort of sanitising all that sort of stuff out of, of who we are as women. Mm. It implies that there's something wrong with us when we are. So I think... In, big part of the campaign has been around just the normality of women and so really showing periods very visibly was a really important part of that too. Have you been able to measure the impact mm. of these adverts? Because even, I haven't yet seen this new advert, but even hearing it, like the soundtrack, and I can imagine the visuals from the previous ones, but there's just the way you make like everyday exercise feel really cool and really inspiring. Have you been able to, to measure? Have you started to shift the dial and do the things that you set out to do at the beginning of the campaign? Yeah, absolutely. We measure we measure it all, really. So we know that three million women have got more active directly as a result of seeing This Girl Can at some point over the last five years, which is an incredible number. But also the way women feel about exercise and sport and feel that far more of them now feel like it's a place for them mm. and somewhere they belong. And that belonging word, I think, is really important because that's what will really sustain you. We all start and stop and there's times when life gets in the way. But if you feel you belong somewhere, then you want to go back. So it's really important. But we've absolutely seen changes in that. The campaign's a really nice antidote to the social media view um, of fitness and sport, which uh, we were talking about some stats earlier, which can make women and girls feel like it's not for them. How do you ultimately get better and better and better and, and do that each time? Because it, it does look like real women. We keep talking to women, mm. I think, and it's been really important to us to stay relevant because... A lot has changed over five years, I mean, in so many ways. Um, and I think there's a lot more social activism now, a lot more women talking and sharing their stories. I think body confidence and body positivity, much more out there, and that's all fantastic. So there's only any point in us being out there and spending what is national lottery money at the end of the day if we're doing something different to really push it even further. So I think by keeping on those those conversations, and so we commissioned more research this time mm. and found that um, about 63% of women, so six in 10 of us, feel negatively impacted by the images on social media, mm -hmm. everyone being one particular body type, normally normally thin, normally blonde, normally filtered, normally very idealised. Um, and it can make us feel a bit rubbish about ourselves. Mm. And if you feel rubbish, you, well, there's lots of things you don't do. You don't go out and get active, which is what we need you to do. And, and it, the word you used, Harry, at the start, you said honest, and that twigged in my brain. The adverts, it's honest. Like those sounds, the sweat, the movement, the pace. That's what real going, moving 
is like, but uh, it's not one, always easy to capture that. One of the first times I remember, one of the things that really struck me was seeing a woman, A, run and everything jiggle. Mm-hmm. Nothing mm-hmm. was firm, everything jiggled. And B, have a red face. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I look like somebody has attacked me with a highlighter <laughs> when I exercise. But also looking at your that? trainers five times before you put them on <laughs> and then maybe going to the kitchen first. or You know, that is real life. Absolutely, and I think it's easy to feel that if it doesn't feel effortless or look Mm. effortless, Mm -hmm. then Mm. you're doing it wrong and people like you just aren't supposed to do it because your boobs are too big or your bum's too big or you don't suit lycra or or, or it's just too hard or it hurts a bit. And it might hurt a bit because you're putting effort on your body Mm. and by not showing that, by making everything look easy, it just feels like you're not meant to do it. And that's Mm. such a shame because... I'm not sporty at all and never was. Um, but I know that when I'm doing yoga, which is my thing at the moment, or running or whatever it is I'm currently into, I know that my emotional state, my mental state, I have all so many immediate felt benefits. Mm. And to be honest, what I look like as a result of it is the furthest away from that. It's how it makes me feel, not what I look like. And that's an important part of the campaign too. Mm. Is it is it frustrating though? You're doing all this really great work and you've got all these insights, like you really understand the barriers and then, you know, you see this stat saying that, that women are just basically demotivated by Instagram. Is that really frustrating? Because that's something you, you've really got to battle with, right, mm. when you're doing a, a campaign like you are. It is a bit, but um, but then it just shows that there's more that we need to do and it's something that we can all be part of and I think something that I would really ask everyone to do is if you get active, talk about it, share your picture, don't get the filters on there, show you what you really look like because you'll be helping to normalise it too so we can all actually be a part of making making this better and I guess also we have to think about what is it that we're clicking on? Who is it that we're following? Mm. And think about what is actually going to make us feel better. Though that's hard when all it is is one particular image, mm. one particular type of image. It's, it can be hard to find the mm. things that aren't. And I'm not saying, by the way, there's anything wrong with being slim and toned and blonde. Yeah. But when that's all you see, yeah. that's what gets demoralising. I, I always get torn between following like the aspiration because, mm. you know, there is a little bit of motivation there when you see somebody who's like working out really well, is like super fit versus actually wanting just more of like the reality mm. and to see more red faces because ultimately I am going to have a bright red face at the end of my, <laughs> end there's, of my um, run. there's a really interesting thread I was following on Facebook about a year or so ago now which was a gym chain I won't name which one uh doing a targeted campaign for people who lived in my local area uh, saying come and join us we've got an offer on and it was with a visual which was a load of very photoshopped very, I'm going to say, politely augmented women who had probably never lifted a weight in their life, lifting weights, not sweating, you know, beautifully made up. Mm. And the thread blurb was all these women being like, why are you showing me this? What's going on here? And the gym manager being like, sorry, but our targeting shows when we put this one up, we get more people joining us than when we put the real members up exercising. Mm. And I thought that's really... A, I actually didn't believe him, but whatever. And um, But it's really frustrating because you can see when you do it well, like with this girl can, that actually reality is really inspiring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think that's that's what's happened traditionally with, with gym advertising and sports. It's like, we'll show you a picture that makes you feel really bad about yourself. So your motivation for going to the gym is the negative. Is the yeah. negative mm-hmm. And then you go there and you expect to get results and try and look like that person. Then you don't, you get demotivated. And I think really where we want to get to and we had bangs on earlier talking about a similar thing which is like we need to just be celebrating our movement Mm. and exercise for exercise and start not having that well you need to exercise because actually you just feel really bad about yourself Mm. 
And who aren't they reaching when they do that? What yeah. What are their missed business opportunities? So there may be a proportion of, of women who do respond to that. And, they, and if that's what their business model yeah. is, then... Mostly fine, though I do worry about the impact that has on people who aren't, yeah. who still see it. But um, from a business point of view, then that's fine. But there's a huge number of women out there who aren't attracted by that. And it's a wasted business opportunity. I think it's really, really blinkered. And they should just think more. And also, I think we've shown with our ad and our creative that normal women can look beautiful and stunning and fabulous. Not that that's what we should be mm. focusing on, but we can. And it's an aspirational attitude as much yeah. as a lifestyle. Oh, and focus on that. Attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Very quickly, what do you think about the impact this is having on men as well? Because you can definitely see a wave of them thinking, I have to be six-packed six up mm-hmm. and an Adonis. It's a bit depressing, isn't it? Because I would have hoped that we would sort of get rid of all this stuff that women have been carrying for years mm. by um, by getting us back to where men were where they didn't bother. Instead, we're getting rid of that gap by making men as mm. messed up about all of this as, as we possibly have been over the years. So I think there potentially will be um, an impact on some men in particular. Um, and it's as equally ridiculous. It should be about encouraging people and celebrating who they are, encouraging them to move and encouraging them to be healthy and fit because, again, how it makes them feel, long-term health benefits, all those things, and not some currently fashionable, stylized mm. ideal because you've seen it on a reality show or somewhere like that. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming and joining us, Kate, but also thank you for the This Girl Can campaign yeah, because yeah, we love you, it and it absolutely thank you. is inspirational and aspirational for us so thank you very much for creating it Kate Dale there campaign leader for This Girl Can if you haven't gone and seen the new advert please go and check it out it is wonderful share it with your friends we love it you've been listening to Badass Women's Hour if you like the show then help more people find us you can tag us or talk to us on social media using at Badass Women's Hour Or you can be really lovely and leave us a review and a rating. Five stars, please. It helps boost us up the podcast rankings and allows other people to find us. We'll be back next week with more badass guests and in-depth chat. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.